Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Welcome back, moms and dads, boys and girls, and children of all ages to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, and when you hear the three chugs on the guitar, you know that it is time to rock and roll with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Each week we come back at you, we get right up and in your face with a incredibly well-researched, well-thought-out, <laughs> free of all misinformation right. and disinformation yeah. Yeah. topic. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. lay it out to you so you know the actual, real, mm-hmm. total facts yeah. of that's, everything. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Isn't that what we do? Mr. That's Pittsburgh exactly is in the house. Exactly what we do, sort of. More or less. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. So that's exactly what we do. Speaking of laying out the facts, yeah, I um, started following a channel on YouTube called Metatron. Metatron. Yeah, you should watch it. It's good. This guy's Italian, like from oh, Italy. Italian. Okay, right. Metatron. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he's a he's very, very, very yeah. knowledgeable about history. Oh, cool. Especially like I'll- European history. I love history. <clears throat> and um, he corrects a lot of things that other YouTube channels are, are have wrong. Interesting. It's really good. He's he's sane. Oh, there's he's not like this. you know, he's not pushing any kind of like agenda. Right, In right. fact, he kind of busts folks that are like try to say things like, you know, um you know, ancient Rome was incredibly racist because all the statues were white. There's people saying that. <laughs> There's people saying that. It's like, oh, and he's like, and he has video about it, and he really gets into like, wow. no, these statues, what people don't realize is the statues for uh, that, they were all painted. They look white oh, now, but they were oh, all like painted the paint in, great, now gone. in great detail wow. of what the, what the characters look like. And if somebody had a brownish skin, that's what they painted. What like they it painted. was on, yeah. Yeah. I so, did uh, but anyways, not this know you should that. check out Metatron. We'll get Very into that in cool. a minute. Okay. I want to give a shout out to Rock Rage Radio. Go to rockrageradio.com, download the free app. It's a badass app. I'm telling you guys, there's great music programming 24 7. Check it out. We uh, keep promising this. I just would not be able to work it out yet, but we will be having some of the. Um, Personalities mm. from Rock Rage uh, come and hang out with us. Um, nice. I've been approached. We just have not uh, worked it. I was supposed supposed to have Ashley Smash on yeah. um, uh, today. She mm. is unfortunately she's not feeling well, Aww. so she's going to recover. And we will hopefully get her on next week. Uh, right. Bill Damiano is always up for a good time, so we you know Next's so we bring in some other folks back into the mix. We will be returning to doing live shows. We're just going to they're going to be one offs. And let me what I mean is. They won't be saved on Facebook. Right. You'll just, you'll tune in, you'll watch it, and then that's it. We gone. have to pull it down because they Facebook has all kind of problems. Um, so we don't want to save the videos. So they'll be up there as a way to kind of get people interested yeah. and maybe pull some Join folks in. You know, to, yeah, to check us out. We'll take some comments, everything like we were doing last time. Mm-hmm. However, they won't, re- the, the video won't remain. I may... Uh, 
uh, uh, invest in a better camera and maybe record them onto like a whatever that whatever those whatever you kids are calling them today USB yeah, something hard drive yeah exactly recording them onto something, something. Like and then we may disc. yeah we might have them edited and put put bits and pieces out or something we might know. we might we might I don't know if I want to get that crazy with it well we'll see uh, so that's coming anyways rockrageradio.com download the free apps awesome. put away your credit cards put away your PayPal's this app is free and freaks. It's free for freaks. <laughs> um, go to speaking of freaks, yeah. uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson is a total freak when <laughs> it comes feet. to like doing your uh, custom artwork yeah. on your musical instruments. Check him out, wolfscustoms.online, or find him on social media. Uh, tell him Ludini sent you. That is Wolf's Customs, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson, Dodd with a D. Mm-hmm. Chris, did you see the picture? He fell oh down. Oh my gosh, what, he what busted he, his what nose. Did he, trip? he tripped over one of his cats. His dog or something oh like that. My one God. of the animals in the house. Oh, I felt so bad yeah man you look jacked up man yikes they say the worst part about breaking your nose is having them reset it Ooh. yeah they said it's like the most mm, one of the most painful things you can yikes, go uh, through <laughs> yikes poor guy yikes, so chris yikes. so speedy recovery yes indeed my friend. um and what else did i want to say oh um ludini rock and roll circus.com download the free mm-hmm. app also lulombardi music.com is back Ooh. there's some kind of weird error and it's costing me a lot of money to fix no. but we're slowly oh. getting it. Uh, it you can go to it i don't think that the feature to download to get the free downloads mm-hmm. and all that is working yet but you mm. but if you open up the thing it's there okay um, okay, cool. So that's out of the way. Happy birthday to myself. Uh, it's not my birthday. I Let's just, go. Uh, hey, whoa, wait. <laughs> I don't, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Silly, we're gonna we're gonna have a good. Boy. We're gonna have a really good show yeah, really uh, good today. Show. We're gonna be talking um, about why you know a lot of people have a misconception about uh, what it means. Um, I want to be a rock star. Exactly. Uh, what it means to be a uh, a rock star. Mm-hmm. And. We're going to try to like maybe bring that a little bit into balance. Yes, into focus. <laughs> what does that really mean? Okay. Um, yeah. So we're going to be taught. We're going to we're going to get into that in a minute. As always, we do like to talk about uh, what we've uh, seen and done and heard yeah. Yeah. in the past week. Because uh, I uh, went to a cool music festival over the weekend. Nice. Um, and so, so did some fun stuff. Watched a couple of weird movies. Um, and uh, uh, we we did rush last week. Yeah, we did. So it didn't get into any of the um, craziness that happened that week. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really get into all that sort of stuff. We kind of kept that off uh, um, to the side there. Mm-hmm, we just mm-hmm, set that mm-hmm. aside for another um, another day. Another day. Another dollar. I know. I know. Indeed. So I'm gonna. I just want to get my notes in front of me. Yes. I my. Uh, I've. I. You know. If, if you've tuned in lately, you've realized it's not that I can't read. It's that I can't yeah, see. Okay. And so now yeah, I put the it. notes up on my phone, yeah. and I can hold it. And close now you to can see and, and read. I can, I can see and read. How about that? It's a that? miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Santa. Um, bok, bok. So, uh, but we're gonna get we're gonna get into our topic here in a, in a few minutes. But yes. um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about um, anything. Did you at Mr. Pittsburgh, any hey. interesting factoids? Uh, no, I just want to tell you this funny story. You, you, funny shit happens to me all the time, right? So I do my laundry down in Cannesburg. I live in Cannesburg. There's a laundromat down in Cannesburg. I happen to like it. It's a little bit cheaper than the other ones are. Right the only problem is I have to deal with Terry. Who's Terry, you're saying? Uh... <laughs> Who is Terry? Terry, some people know him as Coffee Joe. Terry is this... 
exactly. This little old guy, he's 78 years old. I know because he's told me. 78 years old, little skinny guy. I swear to God, he's drunk all the time and he wears a cowboy hat. And <laughs> Honky, you know him. Honky knows him. Honky, Honky knows everybody. But uh, yeah, anytime I'm down there, uh, I try. It doesn't matter when I go to do my laundry. He ends up showing up, and I'll usually sit in my car, listen to a podcast or something, and there, boom, look, there, he's right there at my window. Hey, did you know that that record over there used to be a Rite Aid? That's my conversations with Nice. Terry. So today I went to do my laundry, and as I'm sitting outside, this, uh, now I'm a big Ford Mustang fan. I've owned 13 in my life, right? But this Mustang Mach-E pulls in next to me. That's the electric Mustang. It's not really a Mustang. But anyway, the driver is... Wait a minute. Did you just say there's an electric Mustang? Yeah, you didn't know that? The Mach-E? Oh, it's horrible. Anyway, I'm sure it's fine, but it's not a Mustang. Okay. But the driver of this Mach-E is phenomenal. She's a mature woman, probably in her 40s. Thin, blonde, nice to find. I'm like, ooh... And I said, when she comes back out, I'm going to roll down my window and say, hey, can I uh, can I ask you, why did you decide to get the Mustang Mach-E and not just a regular Mustang? Because I've owned Mustang. Yeah, I figured it might be a little in with her. You know gotcha, what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. So she goes in to start her laundry. And I'm listening to my podcast there. And out of the corner of my eye, it's Terry. Hey! Not the attractive blonde in the Mustang. No, it's Terry. In all his glory, he's his, like... This dribble comes out of his mouth as he talks. Uh, One of those, right? But I'm a nice guy, and so we start talking. Well, while we're talking, uh, you know, you know, in 20 years we're going to be Terry. I know. (laughs) I think that's why I'm being nice to him, right? What do you mean in 20 years? (laughs) Sometimes it's me now. But the the chick gets in her Mustang next to me, right? And I'm like, oh fuck, I missed a chance to talk. Thanks, Terry. Right? And Terry's like, hey, look at that Mustang. I'm like, yeah. I go into my tirade about how it's not a real Mustang because it's not a combustion, internal combustion engine, and I've owned 13 and blah, blah, blah. And Terry's like, I'm going to go take a look at the front end. And oh, Terry rocks around to the front end, and I'm watching Terry, and Terry's admiring it. He's looking at the Vixen behind the wheel. She's on her phone. He looks down at the front grill again, looks at the Vixen, and then it happens. He starts toward her window. I'm like, oh, this is this is worth the price of admission. <laughs> you should have got your phone out and started recording. This is worth the price of admission. So he's like de- staring her. She's looking down at her phone. She finally notices him, looks up. <laughs> and he's like kind of nodding his head like he wants to say something to her. And she gives him the Ludini. Do you know what the Ludini is? What's the Ludini? <laughs> she takes her hand and she's like chopping across her neck like no and she goes back to her phone so that means that Terry's not going to come back and talk to me oh, some people just aren't friendly I'm like I know Terry what are you going to do she probably he's you have probably never seen her there before she probably sees him all the time all the time and, and she's she probably knows, uh-uh, no, no no we're not, no, getting, we're we're not, not doing getting this. into this Terry and you know women too women aren't like us women no. are smart and maybe she <laughs> exactly. maybe this is the first time she's seen him and she she got it immediately go back and talk to that guy in the Toyota <laughs> they, you, you, women gotta put up with so much bullshit I know. that like 
like, they got like they got to learn early to kind of like get yep. smart about like they're gonna that, find themselves the in situations. No, no. She was like, absolutely not, dude. Get the oh, fuck away from me. It's <laughs> great. Oh my god. She's giving him the yeah. neck chop yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm no. like, oh, that's beautiful. I I should have recorded that. That would have been awesome. But anyway, so that ruined any chance of me talking to her because now he, she saw him talking to me. But anyway, thanks, Terry. But that was my adventure for today. You should have went up and knocked on the door and said, hey, what gives? Give my friend a chance here. Give my chance. He's a little bit older, but he, <laughs> uh, you know. Ever, I'd probably treat you all right. He's rich. <laughs> How rich? How rich? <laughs> He'd have to be pretty fucking rich. So. I was. I quoted Han Solo this week um, oh, from you? Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and um, I was I was on a call with a bunch of other body shops, uh-huh. and they were talking about how like you know we have to change the industry and blah 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 blah. And I was getting really pissed off because mm-hmm. I'm like I was thinking about Han Solo after they get away from the Death Star, right. and he goes, he says, and I ain't in it for your revolution. Um, I expect to be paid, and that's what I felt like I said to everybody in that call. I'm like, I ain't in this for no fucking revolution. I expect to be fucking paid. That's the goddamn business. You know, I'm not here to like exactly. revolutionize the industry. Yeah, I want to make some goddamn that. money. Where's period. Money? Where's my money? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Pay me. Uh, I think that they knew. I did like I I signed. You know, this quiet. is this is the twenty <laughs> first. Uh, what is it? This is the um, twenty twenty version of like you know showing you're pissed off is like when you sign off a zoom call without like saying anything to uh-huh me. He's like, yeah, fuck you guys <laughs> that'll teach me yeah my hand saw a quote that i use all the time and i don't think anybody ever really catches this uh what, what did he say sometimes i even amaze myself sometimes i amaze even myself that's it yeah and nobody ever laser gets, brain just, she calls him laser, laser brain. brain oh my god <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of great, you know, it's, uh, um, I've been following the implosion of Disney. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And specifically watching Mike Zero's um, channel. Um, I don't know why. I just found his videos are all ex- exactly like nine minutes and nine seconds long. Like he has this exact, wow. he, he has a formula. And I know like when he's like, I can, I, I can, I can fast forward through his spiel at the beginning. They all have mm-hmm, a spiel at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I, you know, right where I know to exactly go. How to, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. and um, he usually gives you the facts pretty early on. Then you can stop. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, got yeah. it. So, because I don't want to get too caught up in the drama mm-hmm. of it, but I do, I think one of the reasons why is because um, because they own Star Wars, uh-huh. and it's such a huge part. I mean, even at 56 years old, Star Wars is still one of the most important yeah. things that ever happened to me in my life. Mm-hmm. I, will, I, mm-hmm. I will say it. I mean, like, I can't, I can't overstate the effect that that had like on my psyche and everything yeah you know changed your ep- whole view of life of everything yeah yeah it was it was just the right movie at the right time I mean, and i'm he, not being dramatic i'm dead serious and, and man there, you and look at things be, differently and there are probably different things for different folks i know that i know that some kids feel that way about because they hit that age like when return of the jedi came out mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that's and there's young folks that really love their for them it's the prequel the uh, the prequel trilogy right you know what right? i mean like there's a lot a lot of kids that went to see sure. um, um, Phantom Menace and loved it. Mm-hmm. They fucking loved it. They didn't like, care really that it cool. didn't look like you know. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? It was yeah. us old farts. They were going to act this, you know. Um, so I guess so. I so I'm watching this thing about 
you know, and I also I will be very honest. I love the first uh, round of the they did what they did with the the Marvel characters. I think like I think it was a total cinematic achievement to mm-hmm. have what is it twenty three movies and they were all pretty coherent. Mm-hmm. There aren't a right. <laughs> I mean, right. consider the the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, which is a disaster mm-hmm. in terms of any kind of continuity. Yeah. I mean, these guys made like about 20 movies or so and like they all, there's a few, you, can, yeah. you can't do 20 movies unless some contradictions. There's a few things. Of course there is. But for the most part, like it's pretty well done. Uh-huh. And most of the movies are well made, watch very watchable, rewatchable, fun. Not all of them. There's a few, and again, you can't do twenty some movies and not have a few stinkers. Exactly. Uh, you just that's you know sure. what I mean. But for the most part, it's pretty freaking impressive, and I enjoyed that whole ride. And so I'm kind of following that. Um, I'm not a big Pixar person. Mm-hmm at all but i know who that was i know how important that was to filmmaking and everything um and i remember when toy story came out even though i was uh, in my mid-20s you couldn't you immediately knew who and what it was you know two of the biggest name actors were played opposite each other you Mm -hmm. know uh, Mm -hmm. um tim Tim allen Allen and um tom Tom hanks Hanks, yeah (laughs) you know you know and it was this brilliant animation so um you know they have all these properties and they're just kind of wiping their ass with them Mm -hmm. um and so I was, um, I've been following this whole thing with, with, with Disney. So they have released Ahsoka as the, as a series. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, so this out, is yes. a character who I believe is famous from the animated, um, uh, Clone Wars. Okay. She, yes. so yeah. she was Anakin's Padawan. Okay. Now I have some issues. I had some issues with that, um, because I got the impression from the prequel trilogy, there wasn't all, there wasn't enough time for Anakin to have a Padawan. Like he, it seemed like he yeah. pretty quickly like there was a Clone Wars and he's involved with his girlfriend in the mm-hmm. movie, right? Right. And then then there is uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Where's where's where's, where, where's the where, Padawan? Where, where, where? Yeah, and like it doesn't seem what, like there's that. It doesn't seem like that went on for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that went on. But maybe, but you know, who knows? We're we're in movie time. Who knows what the real yeah, time was? But anyway, so she was Anakin's Padawan, and um, she apparently there again. There's another generation of kids that grew up watching that, mm-hmm. and to them, that is Star Wars, and they love this character, a beloved character in in Star Wars. Um, she's a Jedi. She was Anakin's Padawan. Um, she's apparently very, 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 very powerful and can do all kind of stuff. Um, so they have. She appeared in the. Um, uh, Mandalorian uh, series uh, portrayed by the amazing Rosaria Dawson. Yeah, she's fantastic in in that. And so they, you know, it it was it was got great. Those episodes that she was in got a lot of like applause from fans. Mm -hmm. They were like, "This is great." You know what I mean? And we would love to see Rosaria Dawson go on to play Ahsoka, maybe in a movie or right. You know, so they decided to roll the roll out a series based on with this character. And um, the oh my god! Like what they can do now with the cinematography and the in the effects and stuff is breathtaking. Like I mean, you could tell that like if George Lucas still had controlled Star Wars, he'd mm-hmm. probably be going back and doing like a you know sixtieth yeah, anniversary yeah. whatever special <laughs> edition, you know, to take advantage of all. Because seriously, dude, like the space battles and yeah. everything, like they're jaw dropping. They're like you feel like there was a. They, they, 
in every single one of these um, Star Wars series on, uh, with the exception of Andor, anytime they would do a space battle or something like that, they're so well done. You feel like you're in the spaceship yeah. with them. It's just really good. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. This has all that great cinematography and everything. Um, it is a total snoozer. It is so slow. Whoa. You know, there is, there's a half, there's a couple of fun things that happen. You go like, you sit on the edge of your seat. You go, okay, cool. But then something really stupid. Like somebody gets a lightsaber through the gut. Oh boy! Right, you're done. Right, yes. a Qui-Gon Jinn. Right, yeah. Yep. I mean, even the. I mean, the, the, it's a prequel thing, I know, but Qui-Gon Jinn, t- t- you're done. You get a. You That's get a, it. You're All done. done. No, 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 no. This woman. I'm sorry. It's a night girl. Not oh, everybody knows it's a girl. She she's recovering like in a hospital the next day. She's oh. got like a little scar, like you know, it's gonna probably mess up her bikini line or something, oh, you know. Um, no. So I mean, like when that happened in the, I'm sorry, this is this is a spoiler, I guess. I apologize, but when that happened in the scene, I was like, oh, they're killing this character off quick. Yeah. My first thought, nope. <laughs> nah. She's fine. She's fine. Uh, yeah. Um. So there's brief moments of fun, and then there's a lot of stuff in between. Um. And there are a lot. Uh, people criticize these callback scenes. I thought they were kind of that. I think that having a little bit of nostalgia and a little bit of nod to what came before mm-hmm. isn't wrong. Isn't right. like you know. I don't necessarily. I think the problem is when it's like over and over and over. But anyways, mm-hmm. there's a scene in a hall. There's a hallway fight scene with the big with the main bad guy, and I'm, I do not remember his name off the top of my head. He's a um, there are, he's not a Sith, he's a mercenary, who's a Jedi, who's a mercenary. Like when, Ooh. after Order 66 happened and all uh-huh, that jazz, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like the Jedi were scattered everywhere and some right. of them, you know, had found their own way. And this guy, yeah. he became a mercenary. But there's a scene with him fighting colonial troops and he's doing it's just like the scene at the end of um rogue one with darth vader yeah when he comes in and he's deflecting he's yep. and he's using yep. the force chokes and all that like yep. it's it's like it's a nod to that okay you know what that didn't really bother me but it is a kind of like oh we've seen this before um but there is just not enough fun in it and it's very mm. talky and characters just kind of like mm. just long pauses oh <sighs> That's no like good. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like no good. really That's long no pauses. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't, I don't. This is, this is Star Wars, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so and guess what? Two episodes. They so they released they released two episodes. That was usually was a kind of people were like questioning that. Well, the reason uh-huh. they did is because the, they're so slow. <laughs> yeah. Barely anything happens. Oh, like that. The first the two episodes probably could have all happened in about forty five minutes. Uh-huh. First episode's almost an hour long. Second one's forty two minutes. Or okay. But they released two episodes together, uh, and um, they've already they already canceled it. Really? Yeah. Oh, Disney Disney pulled it. They're like, um, yeah, okay. they're like, they're like, oh no, it's not from the negative reviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just that we're, we're you know we're you know we're, we're, we're consolidating going a money different and, direction. You know we we have to you know think about so they're struggling financially. So they're like, there's all yeah. kind of shit. There's, there's wanted to do it. They wanted to do it. these idiots. I don't know. Maybe it would be big. Maybe, 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 okay. I, maybe yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. But you tell me, does this sound exciting? Tell me. Snow White Cinematic Universe. 
No, it does not sound exciting. I don't even know little kids that would like, no. I mean, like Disney was always good at selling you on fucking anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there, man. They're they like, don't know what they're doing. That's the whole thing. There's, and there's a lot of infighting amongst the higher ups yeah. over, over what direction and everything. And then, and they all have this, they have this DIE policy. Yes, I know it's supposed to be DEI, but really the anachronism, the, uh, is anachronism, is that the correct mm-hmm. word? Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be DIE as in die, because whenever you, wherever you, implement this you die Mm -hmm. diversity inclusion and equity like look man nobody's saying you can't have black people in movies like i mean come on dude this is in the 19 fucking 30s okay (laughs) you know we're not talking about we want to go back to al jolson right but what we are saying is is like let you know let the best actor act that Mm -hmm. part let the best you know what i mean like let the you know you you can't run anything like that if they instituted that as a law tomorrow that every business had had equal of each person from every you know you had to have you had you know if you have uh, uh, so many employees like some of them have to be transgender something you know how mm-hmm. really, how quickly society would grind to a halt oh yeah <laughs> you can't you're not qualified but you fit the yeah yeah profile. exactly yeah. like you know what i mean like you, you, you can't uh. do that you can do that um so so they're they've got they're all tied up in that and everything and um yeah um the, the guy though that i, re- I just want to say this and you tell me what you think of this okay i think the biggest problem I think the the biggest devil in this whole thing. Yes. And I know this is gonna be controversial. Okay. Is George Lucas. What? Because he's the motherfucker, the greedy asshole that sold us all out to the to right. the devil. Right. I mean, Hope like I saw that happening and you know, they filmed it and him signing. I'm like, dude, do you realize what good. you're doing? Yeah. This is not good. You, you, George Lucas, Lucasfilm needs to be an independent thing. Mm-hmm. Did they always make the greatest decisions about shit? No. No. Absolutely not. But. But it was a guy with a vision who was making shit up, not a corporation with yeah. all kind of people. Come, well, and they got to have to. Don't forget to add works. that. We have to put this. We're going to put this in. No, no, no. I need my thing in there. It's like Disney runs away to fucking Congress runs. This is why you can't get, get <laughs> yeah. you know, it's crazy. Every, it's all politics. You can't you can't do it like that. Somebody someplace where there's a single vision, you know what I mean. Then everybody and that guy can energize. Or those sometimes it's a guy, sometimes it's a couple. I don't, by guy I mean a person. Uh, or sometimes it's maybe a small group. The Beatles is a small group mm-hmm, of people that mm-hmm. energized a lot of people. But Elvis Presley was a single guy who you know what I mean. <clears throat> so it doesn't have to be one person. But usually it's something small gets people excited exactly they want to be a part of it and join us and it's cool corporate. and everything you know yeah the disney you don't got none of that Fuck corporate. Um, uh god is a bullet we talked about that Did we talked about yeah this we talked yeah uh, because i want to see it very bizarre yeah i always very, very bizarre. You okay. do, yeah I, you okay. gave a really good the taking of deborah logan oh my <clears throat> where did they take her um this oh. is a movie about the effects of alzheimer's oh and uh, well and, but it's also a horror film. Oh. And they actually use the most horrifying part of it is they used, and they, they put a warning at the beginning of the yeah. movie, like, you're going to see actual folks in the late stages of Alzheimer's. Okay. And they used actual yeah. stuff, and that's the scariest oh, shit man. in the movie. Yeah. It's really horrifying. Wow. Um, but it's a horror movie from, I don't know, 2014, 2016, something like that. Huh. Go back. If you haven't seen it, go back. And I love it. It's an hour and 30 minutes you're in you're out you get the story get and the, the the folks that made this movie um 
Like, they just, they synthesized, they knew what the movie was. They didn't try to crowbar in this and that. They just knew what the movie was, made that mm-hmm. movie told, that story with this small cast of characters. Uh, the, the the budget for the special effects went in the right place, in just the right, right. amount. Okay. You know what I mean? They didn't like try, you know, the worst thing about it is when you make a movie like this, and you could tell the filmmaker has like a good vision mm-hmm. and everything, but then the special effects are really like, like, well, well, and uh, you have to kind of cartoon? For, yeah, well, you have to kind <laughs> of forgive it because it's a, you yeah, know, you can yeah. know it's not a big Hollywood film, so you're trying to give the guy a chance. Well, this doesn't go, it doesn't have that. It actually does the special effects very well, but they are limited on screen mm-hmm. and the way they're shot and everything you're like that's clever that's smart that's how you spend okay, your money there you um, are. Yeah, and the yeah. the lady and i apologize i do not have her name in front of me that actually plays lee character would give linda blair in the exorcist a run for her fucking money this woman was so Ooh. goddamn good she's fucking great this is a very good if you like horror we're heading into spooky season pretty soon yeah you like horror you might want to put this one on your list for that uh foreigner is in the news again apparently kelly hansen's been giving some interviews and um lou graham has had to come step in and say <clears throat> excuse me like i'm the guy that sang all them fucking songs yeah, that you like yeah. okay you know kelly's a Kelly's a tribute artist. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but he, Lou Graham is saying that there are these like really banging foreigner songs that he wrote that Mick Jones won't give back. Oh. And like this music is like whatever, you know. And um, hey, no. This is one of those stories, but I honestly, rock and rollers, this, and we're going to talk about this. Y'all, the rock stars, some of them make the, oh do the God. dumbest shit. Yeah. He said that he was pressured or whatever to give over these recordings of these songs to some manager. Uh-huh. But he thought he had copies. Oh no. When he got home, he dug went to a like, junk drawer and pulled it out and it was was something else. It wasn't oh, those songs. Man. <clears throat> well, the thing of it is, and, and Michael Nolan on his channel asked this question, said, well, if these are songs, why aren't there copyrights? You should uh-huh. easily get the song. It should be like, no, like, hiding mm-hmm. the song from me. Right. So apparently these were maybe not complete ideas, maybe, yeah. or maybe they just hadn't written them enough to, okay, now it's time uh-huh. to put them, you know, do the copyright. I don't know. But anyway, so there's a little foreigner news for you. Um, on my, my, I'm like two and a half weeks in using the YouTube music app. How's that working? I, I canceled Spotify mm-hmm. um, a few months ago, and I realized, I'm, I realized that you get the, a YouTube music app with your YouTube subscription. I but I pay oh. for YouTube because I just not doing the commercials, yeah, hate the commercials especially yeah. heading into election season. Oh my mm, God! Oh no! Uh, no, that's not going to happen. So, anyways, um, but I found out you get the music YouTube music app with it. It's pretty good. Um, it's pretty. I think it's fairly intuitive. It's got a, all the stuff where you can um, uh, make a radio station out of the song. Okay. Um, the you Spotify does that. Uh, it has the lyrics which Spotify. Spotify did add. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. The thing, though, that it has that Spotify can't do is that it is connected to YouTube. So if the song has a video... You get and to see it, the video. See now, there are some videos on Spotify, but... Um, nobody goes there for that. Right, right. exactly. Okay, yeah. so that's that's kind of a nice feature. What is All missing right, cool. still? What is still missing? Yes. Is the ability when I'm listening to the song to click over to the artist's website to buy their oh, merchandise? Oh, yeah. To well, like YouTube now. Now he the some of the um, albums on here have the the liner notes. 
Okay. Okay, when I listened to, for instance, we did the Rush podcast. Yeah. I was able to look at some line, all that liner notes, stuff, that was all on the YouTube app. Oh, that's you can, you cool, can look at okay. Stuff. But you can't go to Rush.com. There's no clickable thing to over, you know what I mean? From like, there to and the, I always uh, thought that like, here's what I think they, they would be, and and, they, and it doesn't have, I don't know, but I don't believe it has a social component. In other words, it's not like um, a social media site where mm-hmm. people can comment and share and right. stuff like that. Um, I think people want to do that, and I can't believe that there isn't a music site. YouTube itself kind of does that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you should be able to share. It's something that's not, there's no, really not supposed to be sharing music because they mm-hmm. get, you know, where Rick Beato's talked about this a million, million times. But, um, um, uh, it should have the complete, like what I want to be able to do. So say I'm listening to uh, that song by Michael McDonald from the eighties. I, I keep forgetting. Not uh-huh. loving, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I, I want to click on something and all the guys that played on that pop we'll show up, up. Yeah. and I can click on their names and listen to other songs that Steve Lukather played on. That'd be kind of cool. Well, it would be, be kind of cool. It'd be fucking awesome. That'd be kind of like, like the bass sound on this record. Well, you know here's I mean? the bass you know, player. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, um, this is Jeff Percaro who played with Toto. Uh-huh. No, I, I, I'm not sure if it's Jeff Percaro. It might be. I can't right. But anyway, so then like you find out everything, you know, and you could get that guy's, uh, They, that, you could get that guy's bio. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's so many things that like are so like screaming obvious that nobody is doing. And I think it's because they, they need don't. to hire you. No, it's not. That's why. That's not what the oh, problem is. Okay. The problem is they don't want you to leave the app. True. They would have to. They would have to make all that uh-huh. stuff native to the That's app, true. and it would probably be very expensive and everything yeah, to do. I see what you're so they don't want you to leave the app. That's not what they want you to do. Now, uh, Spotify will give you notifications about if you like an artist, mm-hmm. about them coming and stuff. Right? And yeah, may, yeah, They, they that, yeah. may have a, a deal with Ticketmaster too. Die, don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly sure. <clears throat> but that's it. You can't do any of this. The stuff that I'm talking about, and there is no like comment, share with the friend. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you can hit the share like on social media but you can't um and sh- you know but like if the person doesn't have spotify i don't know what it does like he either only plays part of the song or it does something yeah <clears throat> you know you have to like they should have it within the app so so spotify becomes a community mm-hmm. like instagram is a compu- community exactly, and tiktok's yeah, a community yeah. like i think youtube music could become a community i i, I anyways that's my opinion on it okay um Oh, I'm going to talk about the monster of Endelhaven Ooh. next week. I okay. have, I'm almost done with it. Oh, it oh, is okay. a really yeah, yeah. fun book I found on YouTube. We'll talk about it later. Um, let's talk quickly about, um, so I went to the, the pan, the panhandle trails, um, like end of summer oh. blowout, whatever they said. So they had uh-huh. like a three days where they had little vendors there in the yeah. park. It was cool. It was up against these, uh, they set the stage up and against these like giant cliffs. It was oh, neat. Cool. It was really cool. Okay. It was very, very, very cool. <clears throat> and um, they had li- like a, well, they had live music and vendors and all and fun. So it wasn't real big, you know, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was quaint. It was fun. People were extre- extremely friendly. Oh, cool. We had a nice time. Um, but we got to hear this Pittsburgh singer-songwriter, Cody Piper. Okay. And it was Cody was not what I expected at mm-hmm. all. No. Um, he's a young man, very young man. I'm not sure how old he is. I think he might be, he's got to be in his maybe very early 20s. Okay. <clears throat> his child prodigy mm-hmm. was studying, mm-hmm. I can't remember with what conservatory in Pittsburgh when he was like 10. But wow. he plays the piano. And um, 
he launched into these songs that were like, fuck. Like, like everything you, like you could hear, it, it was influences that you haven't heard young artists do in uh-huh. a long time. Influences like this. Influences like Harry Nielsen. Oh. Billy Joel. Yeah. Um, Randy Newman. Okay. Um, like, you know, he had all these great, the guy he sounded the least like was Elton John. Okay. Maybe they had it. Of course, he plays the piano. He's got to sure, have some sure. Elton John somewhere. But he has this whole piano thing going. And he did four songs mm-hmm. just by himself before the band came up. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And he, he right. was, he was, he he wowed me from the like the, he's like I thought he was just noodling around on the piano. He launches no. into the song. I thought, well, what's what, there's a band like we see there's equipment up there. Yeah, yeah. And like he just starts into, into these songs and they are gorgeous. They're really oh, good. Cool. It's in that piano and he did do. He may have done more than one cover. He may have covered something that might have been more contemporary that mm-hmm. I wouldn't know was a cover. But he did cover the before he brought the band up. They play. He played. Um, I love you just the way just the way you are by Bill. Oh, Trump. okay. Yeah. He did a fucking great, great job. It was very, very cool, you know. And it like, and the fact that he did that song kind of like said again, "These are where my Ben Folds yeah. is another influence yeah. he has." It's definitely you hear Ben Folds all over everything he does, <clears throat> but you hear all that. Um, and so the band came up, and the bass player mm-hmm. and the guitar player were reading charts. That's how technical <laughs> this wow. music was. It was like every bar was a different chord. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was oh like, you know what I mean? It was that kind of like, like Billy Joel, like those mm-hmm. kind of songs mm-hmm. where, you know, songs from the seventies where there were, you know, key changes right. halfway so through. Three, like, three you know, chord rock song. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, there were songs like the two, but like, there was a lot of like the, a lot of pop music that had very, cool chord changes and you know neat stuff like that so it was a real throwback he's he's great i highly i put a link to him in show notes um <clears throat> for you guys to check him out he's cody got a youtube piper. channel yeah cody piper p-i-p-e-r right. cody with a y c-o-d-y um yeah pittsburgh kid and i just fantastic Very, really impressed um real quick you should check out uh, rick beato's interview with kirk hammett mm-hmm. uh it's really fucking great um basically he said that him and james couple highlights him and james write the riffs that they know that they're going to enjoy playing oh yeah that's it like that's really there mm-hmm. you know it's like we just we're so gonna be playing these for years yeah that's what they said said, you know we know we're gonna be playing these songs for a long time <clears throat> so <clears throat> excuse me um the other thing is if he tells a funny story about as they like i guess like you know as they started to gain a little they were still very indie maybe they were on the f- first or second album mm-hmm. and um they had heard the Mesa Boogie amplifiers uh-huh. and they were trying to get Mesa Boogie to give them amplifiers. Yeah. And they're like, look, guys, you can have one. We'll sell you the other ones at a good price. Mm-hmm. We'll, get, we'll give, we'll you, give one. you one. <laughs> First one's free. You know what I mean? We'll give yeah. you one. Yeah. It's like, it's like your, cra- your heroin dealer. To you. <laughs> but, you know, so, <clears throat> and he was just sort of, I guess, they were just sort of like talking about how far they have come since like mm-hmm. people are throwing gear at them now. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Hammett wants to play my, you know, you know, whatever, you know, <clears throat> he is, a, he's a wah-wah pedal junkie. Yeah. He's got them all over the house. Does he? His favorite one is the dime bag. Uh, oh, okay. Pedal. That's yep, his favorite yep. pedal. Um, <clears throat> but he does that and he uses, and he uses some kind of boost and he plays his, uh, Mesa Boogie rectifiers. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Um, 
they talked about um, the um, the big difference in the in the guitar sounds on the Black album was where Bob Rock wanted to have them play the same riffs through different amplifiers. Uh-huh. So there's all kind of stuff on there that you wouldn't. There's Fender Blackface combos and oh, stuff wow. like that on on the on a lot of those riffs to kind of like uh-huh. just add another fill in another part yeah, of the frequency, yeah, yeah. you know. <clears throat> I don't know. Did I tell the story about Greeny falling over? I know I told you. I don't know if we told it on the air. Yeah, but Greeny fell down. He he has oh. a, he has a, uh, Peter Green's left very famous Les Paul that at one time was uh, on sale for two million dollars. Um, <laughs> it's a deal. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take two of them. Um, but somebody brought the guitar to him and he's like you gotta check it out he's like I'm not buying a two million dollar gig it's not two million it's not a million he says just check it out and once he started after he started playing it for a few minutes he told the guy you're never getting this back <laughs> <clears throat> but um, uh, he did drop he had the, the told a story about it falling while, in his, while it was under his care but it was it was repaired and then he reminded everybody the greenie had been destroyed had broken into 25 pieces right uh, while uh, Gary Moore and his manager were you know, ran out of gas or had a flat tire or something and a car came around a bit just like you you know this is mm-hmm. the kind of shit you hear about happening in a newspaper to some just some folks from your yeah. town well you know yep. Gary Moore you know and it destroys this guitar smashed it into a million uh, 25 pieces <clears throat> which it was all put back together you know so uh, and I think I, and I know that I shared with you guys a few months ago the video of Jared James Nichols with the with the Les Paul that was from the the tornado, oh, the tornado one, yeah. yeah. That, that that's a great fucking story. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch that. But um, just a couple little things. I will talk about the monster of Endelhaven next week. Okay. Oh, I have a question for you. Yes, I want to ask you this. You go ahead. Is uh, so this cracked me up, and I said I got to talk about this on the podcast. Okay, I took a picture. Uh, a picture. A picture. A picture Yen's of take it. a picture of it. Take a picture of it. Where's my so where's the picture? files? They're my files. Not my files. Not your my files. files. My files. Not my files, but they're your files. Whose <laughs> files? Don't defile my files. Oh, my. Um, okay, so I saw this the other day. Uh-huh. Oh, man. It was a sc- I know it was a screenshot. That's why I say, hey, man. Hey, man. shot. Um, hey man look let me look down here okay well by some miracle i found it <laughs> all right thank you tj boyle who's apparently we are facebook friends tj i apologize i'm not sure if i know you in real life or not <clears throat> maybe we cross paths playing music and um but this is a great this is a great post mm-hmm. so here's what he says okay primus is a band that explained that the bass player doesn't understand how to be a bass player. <laughs> and the band is based around Claypool jacking off on his bass mm-hmm. and giving nothing for Larry Lalonde to do but make noise. Though he was exceptional as the original guitarist for Possessed. Hmm. And the comments were freaking i bet yeah it was like i i post my comment was um like somebody like eating popcorn like hey here we go here we go nice way to stir yeah. the pot but <clears throat> uh, mr pittsburgh is a yeah, bass player i am can you want to kind of maybe give you know, may address that quote that's that opinion i can i can totally relate to that because for, les claypool is a monster on the bass but you're absolutely right 
he's just a monster on the bass. That'd be like uh, Ingve Malmsteen just playing the entire song on bass. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he's very, very, very good. I, I, J, my buddy JT said one time that we were talking about bass players who are actually guitar players. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Let, uh, yeah. Les Claypool is a guitar player. He yeah. just happens to play bass. Yeah, exactly. Now, you contrast that to uh, to, to to Getty Lee. No, Getty Lee's a bass player. No, Getty Lee's a guitar player for sure. Shut up. He's a guitar player. Shut a your great, whore mouth. He, I think <laughs> that he kidding. does it. I think he does that in a much better and a more better, tasteful way okay. than Les Claypool does. But that's Les's shtick, right? Les yeah. is loud. He's got a loud <laughs> personality. He's the clothes he wears and like yes, everything like that. Like, yes, yes, that's yes. part of his shtick. You know what I mean? Like you, you wouldn't go to Primus and have him just lay down a groove, and you know, you, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't. No, no, no. You, you go to, to do that, mm-hmm. and you know. But I have what I. Um, uh, he is involved in other projects that where he is not like that. And some people brought up Oysterhead and the project he did with Sean um, Lennon. Excuse me, I'm, I'm getting verklempt. Are you sure are? You're, be, you're coming overcome by the vapors. The vapors, I got a case of the vapors. Oh my. No. Um, yeah, so the vapors are happening right now. Thank honk, you, Honky. There Thank you go. That'll clear. Honk my honk vapors. Your, honk will clear you right out there. So, um, yeah, I, I, he does that. Mm-hmm, That's his mm-hmm, shtick. Mm-hmm. But when he, he can't dial it back. Yeah, true. It was like Ted Nugent dialing his shtick back for Damn Yankees. Yeah. I thought that was very cool. Like, yeah, like yeah. when he they came out, like, he he didn't try to like make it the Ted Nugent band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just he was he He's like this is the guitar this player and gonna be? What, yeah, like, I'm gonna play go. these songs. Um, I thought that was I was had major respect for him after that. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, so Claypool, you know, I see where people they're not wrong, but I still like it. Yeah, I like it too. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you know, I like yeah, it too. You know, I I do I do say that like I think that Chris Squire and Getty Lee do do what Les does to to a much more with a much more much more subtlety mm-hmm. and much playing much more for the song. Yeah, like like Les would be overplaying in Rush. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> be all over the. You place. know what I mean? Like it's um you know. And there's some other stand, real standout bass players like that that are flat. Let's flee is another one, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. but it works because it's funk and that, exactly. that bass is all. That's what it's all about. Um, but in any case, I thought that was a great thing, and I thought it was a fun way to bring in like a fan. Uh, well, not, I don't know if he's a fan. Uh, he, I hope he is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we mentioned you. So uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, so I want to talk about this, and I'm going to start this off with a quote. And, and many of you know this quote. I don't have this. I'm reading this off the computer, but the words should be big enough. <laughs> but I'm going to. I put my glasses on, and I'm leaning in close. So you so can do it. Cut me some goddamn slack. <laughs> the music business is a cruel and shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free, and good men die like dogs. There's also a negative side. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, yes. And we want to talk a little bit about this, the, the music industry. Mm-hmm. And why becoming a rock star is not all it's cracked up to be. And right. you might, when we, go, when we go through some of these things here, you might come back with 
understanding why mm-hmm. they all fucked up on drugs yeah. and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. make dumb decisions um, in their, uh, you know, personal lives and whatnot. Um, but, and, and these are in no particular order. Right. But I want to. We'll start. We'll start with this one. I just have this, the, your tour. The tour bus is constantly being stopped for drugs. This is not a joke. Uh-huh. It is not a joke. It's an actual thing that happens. Um, so, cops aren't stupid. No, <laughs> yeah, it's They're like, not stupid, are they? You know what I mean? Like you may, you stupid know. I mean, you. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm. This is not a. Um, uh, a what's the word? Uh, yes. An anti-cop sentiment no, or anything like that. No, I'm just saying no, that, like, they see Motley Crue's tour bus. <laughs> yeah, it's there's going like, to be some questions. Yeah, there's no. Um, oh crap! It's not not in this article, but it's oh, okay. I, I, but it, it's, it's one of it's, it is a thing that is actually that's a totally real thing. Is they are constantly being harassed um, by the authorities um over 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 this and they don't just mm-hmm. get a pass no because you know they are motley crew in mm-hmm. fact the exact opposite, the opposite right <laughs> so that happens you know out of the bus long hair you know i think there's times when there have been i think there have been um uh times when it's been more brushed off as long as nobody nothing nobody got hurt right you know like yeah. but and i'm sure there's a lot of managers out there that have bought more bands than you know out of trouble uh-huh you know what i mean sure. this is hence why uh the the next thing <laughs> the next topic is very true yes uh, most um, a lot of these people that you love that are bigger than life that you see doing all this stuff a lot of them have a hard time paying their living expenses they're not getting paid what you think they're getting paid Mm -hmm. um uh, i heard um like for instance like during the american idol tour like you know they would after they had so many win they would do a they would send those kids out on a tour right you know what i mean and they each got paid something like $300 a week or something like that, you know. Um, very famously, um, uh, Vivian Campbell said that Ronnie James Dio was only paying him, you know, something like $100 a week. Wow. <clears throat> you know, um, there is not, the, and, and, and that was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worse now. Um, touring is so expensive. Look at the gas prices. Look at yep. everything. Yep. Um, look at your ticket prices. You see mm-hmm. what's going. You see. Mm-hmm. What, you see what's going on. Um, I'm gonna tell you. Yes, Bruce Springsteen is sting. Bruce Springsteen is making money. Bono's making money. People sure. like that. Or yeah. they're, they're, um, you know, what I mean, there's that upper echelon. But you know, you get anybody below below the Dave Grohl people like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now, they are not, they are making, not making the kind the of money bucks. that you think that they are making. And uh, a lot of a lot of guys keep a day job. Mm-hmm. Well into their career, sure. Well into their career, I was um, um, uh, playing with some, with some guys, and they were telling me about a um, buddy of theirs that got hired. They, they joined a big band, and I can't remember. They were a big band in the early two thousands. I can't remember the name of the band. They were country, mm-hmm. and he was all excited. And they said to him, "Seriously, what what is your plan to make money?" Right. That's what the band said to him. That hired. Yeah. Him. 
Yeah. They're like, well, you got to make sure you have some kind of way to make money. Mm-hmm. You want to eat on the tour? Yeah. You better have Yeah, a, you have to find yeah. some way to make... You have to, I mean, it's like... Dude, it ain't no joke. Um, <laughs> and and I will tell you I will tell you another thing from the personal Ludini vault. I will not, I'm not going to say this person's name. I don't know if I should say the name of the band. The band is super famous. I don't know if I should say the name of the band or the not. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. It's not the Nitty Gritty Dirt oh. Band. Um, it these, never is. Uh, do I say the name? I, I was going to I was all set to say the name, but not say the girl's name. But if I oh, say okay. the if I say the band name, everybody's mm-hmm. gonna know who the girl is, You're and I again. wouldn't. Nobody listen. Nobody's gonna listen to this anyways. Oh, okay. uh, that's the last thing you say, right? No, don't and, say that. It <laughs> was, was a joke. It goes, you know, it goes all around the world. Just a joke. This band is very, 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 very famous. Okay. They had really big hits. They did not make any money until their very, until their last big hit that came out in about two thousand nine. <clears throat> but they had big hits at the close of the two thousands. Wow. Really, real. This band. When I. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, I will tell you after the podcast. When I tell you okay. the name of the band, you're like, "Holy fuck, that's a huge band!" Yeah. Um, but they did their the last record where they had a, the, the 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 their last big single, the Starlight Vocal Band. It was a Starlight Vocal they Band. Knew you got it. me. And they um they actually were able big enough to play like big enough venues where they could sell enough tickets where they actually did really well. Um, yeah. But the singer who, if I said his name, you'd be like, "Oh my god," was actually homeless. Oh wow! Mo- n- f- almost this band's whole career. Wow! Like when they weren't touring, he had no place to live. He was like bombing wow. places to live. He had no money. He was he was a vagabond. Holy cow! And when I if you when I tell you who it is, you're gonna be like, holy fuck! The guitarist who my girlfriend had dated mm-hmm. and knew the best. He was he did very well for himself. He had rental units in Las Vegas. There you go. Okay. Yeah, he, he was. was from, I believe he was from Nevada. He was um, smart, and uh, he had he had he had rental units in, in different places, condos and things like that. Wow. And that's how he that's how he pays bills. The, the band, I almost said the band's name, made no money. <laughs> it's almost like just like a hobby for them, you know, because they're not making any money. Yeah, I mean, oh, it was, wow. it, was it, 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 it was okay. And when we talk about rock stars, we are talking about folks that are on major labels. Mm-hmm. So these folks of that ilk. We're not talking about, you know, what's ironic is mm-hmm. a lot of small indie uh, musicians do very, very fucking well for yeah. themselves. There's an artist and I've talked about her on the show before. Her name's Leah, and she does um, Celtic folk metal. Oh, oh, okay. And she does very well for herself because she's very diversified. First of all, she knows that, like, you know, streams on Spotify and downloads, whatever, that's going to be not not that much. So what she does is because she's Celtic folk metal, she's tapped into all these people that love fantasy. So uh-huh. she has her own dragon statues uh-huh. and stuff that you, you know, like all this, you know what I mean? Like she yep. has a whole thing yep. going on, man. She went to Alibaba and like hit them motherfuckers up, you know, um, but she's like doing all that. And I know another guy, Matt Steady, he's, he's British and he does very well uh, for himself. He's created like a community, like around what he does. It's like, you know, so you either have to, you know, so, so those guys are doing, but, and they're also doing things like teaching. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Leah has like all these courses for musicians and things like that. A lot of guys, uh, a lot of guitarists have guitar courses. Like, right. well, I'll give you a good example of somebody. I I don't know what kind of money they made, but I but I don't think that Rick Emmett would have been going around the country for years doing clinics if like Triumph right. was like you know really doing million, well, yeah, making making making, yeah. making him millions, you know. <clears throat> wow. Um, so there's just not the kind of money guys that you think mm-hmm. is is there. There are there are a lot of people that got got to get paid mm-hmm. before you get your. And speaking of getting paid, one of the people that has to get paid is the record label. Right now, check this shit out. Traditionally, you know the band the, the record sold for seven ninety eight. Yeah, I and the that. band got a dollar. Nice. Okay, so if you sold a million copies, you got in the band, got a million dollars. And then if you wrote songs and they got published and they were sheet music and, da, 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 and the songwriters, they, they would get they would get something from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there was some time where you could get, the, I, the, I, I don't believe that they the, the musicians themselves collected from radio, but like their labels and publishing did. And in and, and, and any case, um, that is no longer the case. Nobody buys a 798 album. Right. I mean, there's some people that do. Vinyl has it does have a following, but for the most part, most people go and they download it for point zero 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 zero. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So all that's gone. So that majority of the money that the record labels collected from record sales, they would le- kind of leave the band alone on the road. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like if the band sold a lot of merchandise or whatever, they they, they were content to kind of like, all right, you guys can have the road. But mm-hmm. we're, you know what I mean? But we're making most of the money on the record. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, and it was copacetic for, you know, uh, uh, two, maybe maybe two and a half, three decades, something like that. It was copacetic. But once the internet thing happened and the album thing, when the record was labeled, it was like, uh-uh, we're not spending all this money to promote you guys and do all right. this stuff. And, you know, we got to make money. So they instituted what they called the 360 deal, oh. which means that the comp- the record label gets a cut of all your merchandise and everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a lot of now there were bands that were locked in like Kiss, no way. Kiss was like, no, no. Fuck Kiss, you. Yeah, Kiss was like they were they were grandfathered in. The Eagles, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, like bands like that. But we're talking about folks that that started to get signed around the end of the mid, like the, as the internet was taking off, like maybe in the early two thousands. Yeah, they would get they would pick up these three sixty deals. I believe I can't. I don't hold me to this, but I believe there may have been a band like Corn or one of these guys that famously signed a three. 360 deal <clears throat> and you know you you know what the record label is supposed to provide for you is the promotion and some sense of stability yeah like you got a big company behind, you, behind you all the so, way so you're gonna be like okay right you know what i yeah. mean like unless you really fuck up and every band thinks you're never gonna fuck up and that they're gonna last forever like the rolling <laughs> stones and that's that's part of the problem too yeah. okay that's that's another reason why it sucks to be a rock star because that doesn't happen for we're gonna get that in a second um but so what you have to do is in order for you to make a record and to for them to put the money up front and everything you need need an advance mm-hmm. now an advance again that used to be really sweet too because a lot like the uh, some of the con- a lot of the contracts these artists had were like they would have enough money to pay all their living expenses and everything for maybe half a year right. while they just all they do is concentrate on making the best fucking yep. record they can make 
you know, maybe, you know, um, not always that long. Sometimes it was 90 days, sometimes it was 30 days, but it was like, the idea was like, you guys go make a record. Don't worry about anything. Right, like, right. You just we go make a fucking record. Money. You know, the, the record label would hire the producer and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but anyways, guess what? That's a loan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta pay, pay all that back. shit back. Yeah. So all the money that they put into paying the, you know, so like, um, you're gonna put out a record, you know. They buy, they bring, they have to pay Bob Rock. They got to rent the studio. You mm -hmm. know, they're not gonna record that at the, at the Lose Guitar. <laughs> right, you know what I right? mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's not right, Mr. Pittsburgh. Might that you is know, correct? You, 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 sir, are you picking you up on a putting down? The truth. Okay. So they got to put out. A, they, they're putting out a chunk of money, and they're like, "You, we got to get paid back." And so basically, you start your career out in like a really bad financial situation. Yeah. It's like the folks that like, you know, with the student loans, uh -huh. can't pay them back. You know yep. what I mean? It's yep. like, and so like, yep, fuck you up, man. Cause they're serious about the got getting their goddamn money back. There's my money. That's a lot of money. They're not just throwing that money. So this is why record deals and everything have like really changed in the past 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. um, because there's no, there was a band in Pittsburgh that famously got a $3 million record uh, deal in the nineties. <clears throat> and um, and they were like, you know, they were like, we never, we were never going to see ever. We never thought we'd right. ever see that money in our lives. We're from a small, you know, yeah. small city, like you know. And so they, they, you know, they jumped in. Anyways, um, the that that you have major debt to the record label with with the advance and everything. Um, royalty checks will be a joke. There is no, there really are no there's so many people that still have their hand out to try mm -hmm, to get fed mm -hmm. and there are no real records being sold of any yes some people are buying some cds still yes yeah. people will find it on vinyl and stuff like that maybe you're one of those like really quirky artists who releases it on cassette you know maybe you send <laughs> sell a couple of those right but for the most part no you're not really going to be you're not really going to be getting big um uh, royalty checks, royalty yeah. checks. that's yep. not yep um that's no longer that's a thing of the past. That's a thing of the past, and I'm not, and I don't um, rejoice at that, at this at all. I don't want to be sounding like I'm, um, uh, you know, taking any kind of glee, right, in this at all. I think that it's, um, I think it's unfucking fortunate. It, it is just, it's the situation. Yeah. It's a situation we're in. I was listening to a lady on um, YouTube a few weeks ago talking about books and how like, you know, the days of like they would give you an advance so you could sit for a year and, and write a book. Write oh, book? no. Nope, she says she's a, she's had she's had best uh, New York Times best top 10 best selling authors. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? You know what her last record advance was? What? $5,000. Ooh. <laughs> You can eat McDonald's while you're writing your next yeah. book. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the uh, we talked about the advance royalty yeah. checks. Uh, sweet royalty checks are not where the money is. You see, in a crowded music marketplace, your label can't simply promote you for a little while and then stop. And promotion isn't free or cheap. These expenses can and will continue to be deducted mm -hmm. from. Uh, whatever royalty rate you've negotiated. Mm -hmm. This is how platinum selling artists with multiple top hits like TLC can end up dead broke. Wow. Uh, uh, lead singer Tiani? T-Boz? T-Boz. Yeah. Her, they call her T-Boz. Okay. Yeah, I call, I I call had, her You're right, T-Boz. T-Boz has yeah. filed for bankruptcy twice. Once wow. in 1995. 
during the very time that Waterfalls was topping the charts, and again in 2011. At that time, she only earned uh, $1,200 a month from royalties. Wow. Second best-selling girl group of all time behind the freaking Supremes. They actually put freaking in the... Freaking? Yeah. I'm, That's how yeah. serious this, this article is. This has obviously been a problem in the music industry for a while, and the advent of streaming has only made it worse. You might be totally psyched to see your album start racking up streams on Spotify, but you'll be considerably less psyched when your first <laughs> check looks like you earned it working at Safeway. Yeah. A million streams can only earn, earn you only a few thousand dollars in the best case and a hell of a lot less in the worst. And you better hope most of that doesn't get dumped right back into promotion. No. If you want rock star money, you're going to have to live the rock star lifestyle on the road. Yep. And this is where, this is where, like, this is tough, man. Like, when, when you're <laughs> when you're in your late teens and early twenties, you know, sleeping, you know, in the van or on pool tables or whatever, you know, yeah. you know, it's an adventure. You can do it. Yeah. You know, by the time you get in, you know, this is why people go like, I don't understand why they broke up, man. They were so great. They were yeah. probably like, we're a little tired. A little like, tired. I mean, like yeah. everybody that tours, like, um, I remember reading, um, and, um, an interview with the Wilson sisters mm-hmm. at, um, if, in the late 80s about like the, their last tour. And about, they were like, well, so what do you do when you come off a tour? And they were both like, um, we usually do nothing but sleep for two weeks. Yeah. Like we just, it's like just pajamas so laying, right? You just, you're yeah. just, you're dead. Because you don't ever really sleep well. You're like asked to sleep in between doing other mm-hmm. things. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. Okay. Um, so uh, you're going to end up living uh, on the road. Uh, you've ditched the Econoline line for a sweet tour bus. And now instead of playing to 20 or 30 sweaty dudes and chicks, you're playing to like 10,000 extra sweaty dudes and chicks. Plus, you're finally getting paid. Your band is pulling down well over $100,000 for every performance. So the cash is flowing freely. It's like yeah, a dream right. come true. Until... You suddenly realize that you've been touring nonstop for over a year. You're exhausted and you have a week off before the next new tour starts again. (laughs) Not only is this a necessary part of promotion, if you want the public to remember you for longer than four days, it will become absolutely critical to sustaining your lifestyle. Let's face it. While on the road, you won't be eating McDonald's every day. Then a retiring after each night's performance to a, a six pack of paps and a peaceful slumber. <laughs> you're going to be spending a hell. Uh, uh, you're spending the hell out of every dollar that you make on rich food, expensive booze, crazy drugs, mm-hmm. while keeping the sleep schedule to a literal of a literal vampire. <laughs> By the end of each tour, you'll have uh, surprisingly little cash in the bank. Your health will be in the toilet, and it'll feel like you have about six seconds to recover before it's time to do it all over again. <laughs> it's just how the industry works. And only about the top 10% of artists end up seeing much of anything from their sales. You're not one of those, so saddle up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little different. Um, this is covered in a couple different articles. I'm just going to go over the one here in grunge. The, 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 your music becomes very formula driven. You, you, you know what I mean? It's you become, mm-hmm. you know, other people are saying, you know, how you have to play it, how it has right. to sound, right. la, 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 la. 
So it's not going to take more than a few years of this uh, before you either sail over the screaming edge of madness or decide that there must be an easier way. Um, you've never been fond of sailing, so you and your bandmates <laughs> eventually call a meeting, and in this meeting, it will be decided that it will not be beneficial for your careers if you were to aim for a slightly more accessible sound. In order to widen your audience, see more of your sales profits, and maybe spend more than one week per year at home with your dog, who may not even recognize you anymore, these are the words you'll use. But you will really be agreeing to sell out harder than the biggest sellout phonies <laughs> who ever sold out. <laughs> this is from grunge.com, by the way, and I do have a, uh, a link in the show notes. Uh, now, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Nobody's judging you here. Not yet. Anyways, this is, the, this is years down the road, and selling out uh, can even be really good for some bands. Heck, the Beatles didn't really become the Beatles until after their manager made them change their entire image and sound right down to the stupid mop top haircuts. <laughs> the greatest rock band of all time did it, and you just keep telling yourself that as uh, your band begins turning out fluff, that a pre-fame version of you, uh, that you would, there would be a pre-fame version of you that you would hate. Um, yeah, I mean... And we talked, oh my God, we were talking about Night Ranger and um, I heard, um, um, I can't remember who it was, if it was Jack Blades or who it was not long ago saying that like, yeah, it was, we put out Sister Christian and oh, like, yeah. that's all we were allowed to put out. We mm -hmm. were a rock band. We were going crazy. Yeah. And they, they, yeah. that, uh, that's what hurt them. Yep. They could have just been left alone. This is, you know, again, this kind of, this is always a problem. You can't do anything by committee. I remember I had this uh, professor in college who taught a course on Shakespeare. And um, we we one day got into a discussion about the, or who really was William Shakespeare. Right. And because there's, there's a lot of different theories. A lot of people say that, you know, you know, it, you know, he was. He said that's a pseudonym. Some people said that it was actually the poet uh, and playwright Christopher Marlowe who wrote under who un wrote under a pseudonym, like mm -hmm. Stephen King writing as Richard Bachman or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, so you know, and somebody, some people thought that Shakespeare might have been like a, um, uh, like a. <sighs> Like a writer in the round, like a you know, like a several people okay. writing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my professor said this. He goes. He says that's the my. He says. I says I, that one. I just can't believe. He's. He says nothing good ever came from a committee, <laughs> and yeah. um, I think that that's what this becomes. This becomes music by committee. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. like focus group. You know, exactly. they, you know, you know, I mean, and I don't know, I've never gotten the phone call, but apparently they call people and they like, they ask you to listen to three songs. Okay. And they, and that's, that's how they kind of figure out mm -hmm. what they're going to, what they're going to put out. At least that's how it was done in the days of radio. Right. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Back, that's how they did that. You know, and you know, the song that got promoted What's that? wasn't the one you loved. It wasn't no. the one you liked the least. It was the one you were like, that's not too bad. Yeah. Because everybody everybody said that. Yep, yeah. that's the one. Those are those are the ones that they that they would that they would promote. So the music, your music is going to become very formula driven. It's going to become, um, you know, cliche or whatever. Let me give you a good example. ACDC, they play the same. They've put out mm -hmm. the same album. Yeah, like forty years in a row. Yep. Yeah. Um. You. Uh. <laughs> uh you have insane fans. 
Uh-huh. You're going to live your best years in the public eye, meaning like don't, especially in the day in the in today's world of oh social God, media yeah. and cell phones and everybody taking a picture of you, uh, dude. <laughs> like yeah. you can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't do a- anything. Ima- imagine this. Imagine so you get a picture now why some of these guys go off the deep end. Like okay, so on top of you're in debt to record label. You've got to tour in, incessantly, mm-hmm. and then maybe you don't even have anything much to show from right, that. Right. You're away from any kind of family or sure. any kind of roots or 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 anything like that. Now you're being you're you know what you got into it for is because you want to be an artist to me. You know, <clears throat> well that's taken away because you have to play for me like me. So right. so now you got these are like four slaps upside the head. Uh-huh. You see why people might be doing some drugs? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I can see that. Then yeah. comes the fight to remain relevant. Oh, boy. If your whole selling out strategy is uh, sound enough to keep your career afloat for a couple of decades or so. Now, this is, this is the upper echelon of the upper echelon. Mm-hmm. This is the Rolling Stones, ACDC, U2, right. Metallica, you know. Uh, you could put Foo Fighters as a more as Aerosmith. Probably, any yeah, of those guys. Foo, Foo Fighters the most more recent inductees mm-hmm. into this. Yeah, they made it to that point. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Aerosmith for sure. You know. Um, so that's the, this is a total upper echelon. You know, the band that I was talking about while they had big, big, big uh, that I would not name. Yes. Um, while they had really big hits, they were not of that ilk. They and they never will be of that okay. ilk. Yeah. They had a they had a, their period of rock set. No. It was not rock set. No. Okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so what you're going to start to notice is most of those attending your concerts are going to now be old people. Yep. If you throw on a fake mustache so as not to be recognized and go ask one of these people what they think of the band, they'll probably say at some point these exact words. Their older stuff was better. This is because your first couple of albums were made when you were young and passionate. And so and so were they. Those albums make them feel that way again. The newer releases do not because you're now a sellout and you're also old and stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Unless you're David Bowie, uh, who, who was an alien, then there's simply no way so. out. No way to, uh, to put together a multi-decade career in popular music and remain relevant. Popular music is youthful and rebellious, and you're no longer either of these things. Mm-hmm. Bands are not uh, bands that uh, plug on for 40 years may still collect paychecks, uh, playing for pony-tailed balding guys. <laughs> but nobody is going to suggest that you two, the Rolling Stones, or the Chili Peppers, have come within shouting distance of musical relevance for decades. Right, and those are great iconic bands. Uh, they could, uh, and they couldn't pull it off, and you won't either. <laughs> Yep. But you'll try. Yeah. And here's the real kicker. The closer you come to succeeding, the worse it's going to get for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is great. <clears throat> I mean, this is this is this is like black humor in this. I mean, they're you know, they're letting you know to um Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a couple people that have found, you know, I wish gave the example of like how like Ozzy Osbourne reinvented himself as this, sure. you know, f- you know, family sitcom, family guy. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know that, that's hilarious, right? Who would have ever thought Ozzy, like in the peak of his like mm-hmm. craziness in the 80s, someday he would be right up there with like, you know, Ward Cleaver. Yeah. 
Exactly, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 what was his name? Uh, the character that Bill Cosby played, Huxtable, oh, Huxtable Dr. Huxtable. Huxtable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was kind of like, it was, yes, it was a reality show, but they really portrayed him. But right? he's a dad. Yeah, like a he's dad, a dad and, and a husband at home. Yeah, you yeah, know, and all the yeah. sort of wacky shenanigans that those Osbournes get up you know, to. Those nutty kids. Um, so, I mean, so I thought, you know, so he was able to reinvent, but he had to do something pretty. Yeah, because pretty inventive, he was losing pretty yeah. his relevance. Yeah. Um, we talked. We we mentioned sleeping on the bus and all that oh, touring yes, into old yes, age. Yes. Oh goodness gracious! We're shall, we're, shall, we're going to wrap this up here. Okay. Okay. Um, one other thing. This is something that, that I I I find me happen. Find me happening. I find happening. You find to me happening. I, I I find me happening. Oh man, I find me happening. Too. I find happening to myself for sure. Yeah. Is you feel like the genre has passed you by. Um, oh, yes, you, yes. you know, a lot of modern rock doesn't sound like rock to me. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I mean? I've just, I've gotten to that age where, you know, like I know what sounds like rock to me. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so when, you know, these bands that are like, and I don't get me wrong. And I'm not, I'm not even going to say anything like, well, there's no hooks. I'm, there absolutely are. Um, but I'm talking about the bands that you hear. I believe the station, I don't have serious satellite radio anymore, but I believe the station is Octane. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the bands that you hear on there, like don't really sound anything like, I don't know. They don't really, they don't really even sound like um, Ozzy or, yeah, you know what I mean. They don't, they don't even sound like Metallica. Like mm-hmm. you know, and they've like they've got they've they brought in all these. There's a lot of um, uh, computerized stuff in it. Uh, uh, you know, and man, guys, I'm gonna really show my age because I don't know these genres. I apologize, <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of like techno influence and you know sure. you know that type of club dance mm-hmm, you know type mm-hmm. stuff brought in with the heavy crunchy guitars right. and things like that. Um, so. It's um, you you start you start to get this feeling that like what people are calling rock is it doesn't really feel like rock to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately for you, you haven't picked up any marketable skills since you were a teenager, and rock stars aren't exactly known for their robust retirement accounts. <laughs> Remember when I talked about this band that um, the guitar player has a mm-hmm. you know has rental properties? He's fucking smart as fuck. Like, yep. like I mean, like yep. I'm not knocking that guy. Like you know, because this he's not going to be this, right? You know what I mean? If he, he wants, he can decide made... to make music if he wants yes. or or not. And you know, and he can always look back on that band and say, "Wow, I can't believe that! Like we toured the world, mm-hmm. we had you know top ten hits. Yeah. You know, like how many people can say that? Like I, it's no shame. This is one of those things. Like even one hit wonders." Dude, what I wouldn't kill to be a one-hit fucking oh, wonder. Exactly. Like, I mean, it'd be so fucking awesome. Just one, you know what I mean? Like, and right, I get it. We don't one isn't there. It's like Lay's potato chips. One, yep. never enough. Yeah, but, I want another one. But you always want another one. But but it's like you think of a band from Pittsburgh like um, Wild Cherry. Mm-hmm. Play that funky music. It's a fucking classic. You had one hit and you made a classic. Mm-hmm. A fucking classic. I bet yep. we. I bet if we turned on a radio day, went down to, we somewhere in the country. Play the funky music, white boy is being played mm-hmm. right now on some radio. Exactly, station. absolutely. Um, so your only viable option will be to keep on rocking, rapping, or dubstepping, mm-hmm. or whatever 
uh, country fair or dive bar will book you until you're literally dead. An iconic return to your pre-frame, f- or, or you have an iconic uh, return to your pre-fame roots. That is, unless you've managed to sell a truly ungodly amount of records. In that case, you'll be playing to arenas full of old codgers long mm. past the time that a person of your age should be in a retirement home. <laughs> oh, man. You'll be a walking cliche, an old guy in an old getup playing old songs to old people. A parody of the awesome band you once were. Mm-hmm. It'll be enough to make you wish you decided that you checked out early, like all those old rock stars that everyone still loves. They had the because they had the good sense to, to die. die before they got old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all the young artists with their hinky step machines will be taking over the world, oblivious to the fact that one day they'll end up just like you. A forgotten footnote, if not a punchline. Having poured their souls to an industry and a public that ultimately just didn't care. So you sure you want to sign that contract? Yeah, <laughs> I decided not to. This is, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, a kind of like, um, uh, like this would be a good plot. You could take this article uh-huh. and we could make a... Um, Christmas Carol type story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, And like some, the ghost, you know, from the future or whatever uh-huh. comes and shows him and shows him all stuff and then he decides, it's you like, know, oh, will he that. decide to really still yeah. rock on to go for the gusto, man? <laughs> Every time you get a cheap royalty check, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> so it ain't all it's supposed to be. Nope. Um... Yeah. There's a lot of um yeah. I, I like I said, I don't there's a lot of artists that came and went like that came and went and I think I heard we somebody posted in Rock Rage Radio uh Facebook the other day like bands that you didn't that are active you didn't still know didn't We're know still out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and a band that, the one that I posted and I did have to, I will admit I did have to look it up, but I was pretty sure they were still active was Foghat. Oh yeah. I I opened for they Foghat. They have a new album. Do they really? Come, they just like came out a couple days ago. Yeah, about five years ago, down at uh, down at Johnstown, my band opened. For I knew that they were active five years ago, <laughs> but, but when you get guys who are in their seventies, you don't know yeah. that could change. You know, week to week. Wow! You know? It was like UFO, the original band, all got reunited a few years ago and t- were touring the world, and their keyboard player died, like in oh, Spain or something. You had know to ruin I mean? it. <laughs> he fucked it all you up. Had to ruin but, it. But it was very cool. It was very <clears> celebrated <throat> that the original guys got together, even though they were. They were like, we got, we we love playing. We always want to do it one more time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Like, who cares? Like, if you're having a good time, what's who fucking? Right. You know, yeah. at the end, I don't know what you get out of life. I don't know what the meaning of life is. Um, becoming a rock star is like sounds to me like one of those jobs that's like any other job, mm-hmm. any other career you might pick. You're gonna have there's gonna be stuff about it you're gonna think is fucking awesome, and there can be stuff about it you're gonna this fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean, there's like there's not anybody Ugh. who loves their career twenty four seven. Exactly. You know they all you know. <clears throat> wow. And um, if you love to play, you love to play. But the, the, the cool thing that I will add to, uh, is that, like, there are so many options that you can do. And there's a lot of people doing it in 
totally different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there are guys that are like really YouTube rock stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they get to, you know, they, they really, they leverage that platform really well. There's guys that are like um, my friend, uh, Lauren Bateman, who's, you know, you know, she started out, she, Putting on music and playing and performing and everything. Like that. She has she owns three music schools in Boston. Nice. I mean, you know, she's like a seven figure earner. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she she mm-hmm. makes good fucking money. You know good what I mean? For her. And she she plays music. She she she's fucking YouTube giving guitar lessons all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you know what the fuck? You know who cares? You know? Um, I think that people that look down on people in, from different parts of the music industry are just that's just that's as lame as fuck you know what i mean this is this is just one this is a very small portion the guys that we were mentioning mm-hmm. the people they get to that that point oh yeah there's you know what i mean that's a very 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 tiny group of people you know what i mean um and you know and there's plenty of people that are there's probably there's bands that are playing right now all over the country that are people are rocking out to and having a really good oh, yeah. time to, that are in a bar mm-hmm. or you know maybe a small mm-hmm. showcase club or a, or a little theater or something like that um so it's not a all or it's not a all or nothing proposition right. to become a musician but the, we're talking about those folks that are you know <laughs> yeah Exactly, you know yeah. what I'm talking. Rock stars, that rock know, stars, yeah, rock stars. Exactly. Um, I before we go, there's a couple things I want to mention. There is the somebody has taken a picture mm-hmm. of the actual face of Bigfoot. What? And I know um, this is a very weird video. I'm gonna tell you to go. I put it, a link to it in the um, dis, um, uh, in the in, in this in the description, it is uh, Sasquatch Ontario, I believe, is the name of the YouTube channel, and or just Google uh, face of Bigfoot, photo of <laughs> Bigfoot, um, and it, it will come up right away. This guy posted this a few months ago. People were having a hard it, it when I looked at it. I'm like, okay, that looks like a Halloween mask, uh-huh. and but nobody can come up with a Halloween mask like. People are oh. like been trying to debunk yeah. it, yeah. and the, the, nobody really can. Wow! Uh, it's um, this guy has a very bizarre story, and I'm not vouching for him. I just found it interesting mm-hmm. and um, thought provoking. Um, the guy who I think is the best Bigfoot YouTuber is Bob Gimlin, not the guy who shot the Patterson Gimlin film. This is no relation. His name happens to be Bob Gimlin. He has, he has Bigfoot uh, channel on YouTube. Look, look at him. He's very, tries to be, even though you can tell he loves Bigfoot, yeah. he tries to be extremely low key and objective about, you know, and really tries to present things in yeah. kind of like logical ways without you know too much kooktum you know Um, he also tells some great stories about other uh, uh, humans interacting with animals famous cases like the you know the story of the lions of salvo they made a famous movie of it with uh, Kirk not Kirk Douglas with Michael Douglas and Kirk Cameron uh, with Michael Douglas and um, (laughs) Val Kilmer called the ghost in the darkness okay that's a true story oh interesting and um, he did really good he broke down the actual story of it <clears throat> and gives you you know it's very very cool but anyway so but if you're interested in that kind of thing I think that he has a kind of more level headed approach to that anyways um, I want to talk about Guns and Roses now um, we talk about we bring up a new and notable oops I'm gonna turn this off every um, 
Every podcast. Every podcast. And I usually, of course, I really try to yes. push lesser known bands, but I think a lot of people don't realize that Guns N' Roses just put out a song and oh. maybe I'm not going to, maybe it's all going to work. Come on, baby. Let's go open it and let's try this instead. Now it's, now it's going to open on both. Of course. Here we go. So, okay, guys, talk amongst yourself while my computer there decides to be a dick. Wake Here we up. Go. Start again. Here we go. It's called Perhaps. Perhaps I was wrong. When I didn't see Perhaps I was wrong. When I This was written by Slash, if I understand mm-hmm. correctly. I, okay. I heard this secondhand. I'm going by, um, give credit where credit's due. Justin Hawkins talked about it. Okay. Uh, but uh, this is, I believe, a song that they wrote, like as they say, back in the day. Okay. And uh, um, decided to put out a new song. I think it's a cool song. I think that chorus is insane. Yeah. That's yeah. really neat. Like, you don't, that kind of comes out of nowhere, but it's great. And he gets up into that beautiful mm-hmm. high falsetto. It sounds really good. I've heard that his live performances lately are a little mm-hmm. bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. But um, I, I, I remember hearing that though about him. Back ten, in the day. <laughs> like, well, I remember hearing about him like 10 years ago. Yeah. So I went to YouTube. Um, and it was a it was a somebody's cell phone. It was one of those where somebody was like down yeah, yeah. on the floor. They were holding the cell phone up, and they, and they recorded a lot of the concert. Okay, and he sounded just like Axl Rose to me. Just hmm. sounded he didn't sound like just sound like way he always sounded to me. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. This was about ten years ago, um, and people were saying that then. Okay. What I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, he's yeah, come on, he's a little bit of an older guy. <clears throat> yeah, like, uh, did you enjoy the concert? I don't know what to say about it. You know, um, you know, I. I Whatever. Anybody can have a bad night. Who knows? Sure. But in any case, um, I think that the song is really... I think it's yeah, really cool. Like that. It's good to hear them do that. I think it's a kind <clears> of... <throat> um, maybe, what's the... Dare I use the word? Uh, more mature kind of Ooh, hard rock kind of song. Crazy. You know what I mean? It's not about, you know, you know, 
going out and doing the dirty. Yeah, the naughty. We don't want to be naughty. No, no, no. Ah, naughty, Ooh. naughty. Speaking of naughty, you've got to go to Rock Rage Radio. Yes. How much does it cost? It's bloody free, shut, you fucking cunts. Shut the front door. Free, you say? It's free. <laughs> it's free. I feel free sometimes. You I know? bet just, you, you know, do. Like, sometimes I just go, I feel so free, I just go commando. That's great. But RockRageReady.com, whether you're going commando or not. In fact, it's a good app to have if you're going commando. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk about that more next week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm making this shit Stay up. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> dot, dot com, download the free app, Wolf's Customs, dot online and on social media. Get custom artwork done on your musical instrument. Uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com gives you access to all kind of fun stuff, including our uh, Facebook group and a uh, bunch of different shit like that. Um, we're going to be doing, we're going to be get, going back to getting back to going live. So we yeah. may be, so, so that's going to come into play a little bit Uh it's going to be more important uh, coming more up More importanter. More like better and Yeah, stuff. better. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have any plans. I was bummed. I was going, I was excited to go see the new, uh, the, the sequel to to Dune. But yeah, but guess what? But next year. Yeah. They pushed it to next year. Frickin' writer's strike. Oh well, uh, but that should be written. I don't know. I understand what the writer strike has to well, do. Well, is, isn't SAG striking too? The uh, Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, but it's but it's still. Look. We'll oh, do. I know why. Because they won't be able to go out and do promotion on the movies. Oh. That's why. They, that's why. Yeah. No. They. they yeah. It doesn't oh. just affect the like acting in movies. Okay. They won't go out and promote movies. Okay. And I'm sure that uh, Denis uh, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, wants to make sure that you know the money they spent on that thing. Mm-hmm. The, the first one was a success. They, they, they. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and it, it, it made money and everything and everything like that. Um, well, I really love. I love David Lynch, and I am a fan of his version of it. Mm-hmm. It is not a great movie, like at all. But it was. He thought, thought about it. Well, him and he, he thought he was making they. He thought he was going to make a two-part movie too. Okay, that was what he thought. And then Dino De Laurentiis and his daughter were like, "We can't, Dave." Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. And then like he, then they cut the. I think they cut the budget again when he went because they never got oh, to no. finish the post-production uh, effects. Really, That's why it looks the way it looks? Interesting. Yeah, there's people running around like like there's like um, the emperor's uh, soldiers, the Sadakar, they're supposed to be like the baddest ass warriors in the galaxy or whatever. Uh-huh. Like they're like they just walk around in hazmat suits. Yeah, they can barely see. I like like well, none of it was supposed to be like that. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like it's like you know oh. you know kind of devolved into B movie. Yeah, kind of yeah. kind of. T- but I'm a fan of it because I liked it, and I I'm a huge fan of the book. I've read the book many times. Um, but so I was like a little bummed out about that. You know, it's really not. I've still been trying to w- find um, Boogeyman. It's based on a Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've still been trying to find that on streaming. I can't. I don't know if it's not out yet on streaming. Um, have you heard about that movie? It got good reviews. Is it newer? Newish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. A couple months I'm th- ago. Okay. Uh, we saw Cobweb. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Meh. It's all right. That good, huh? It's all right. It was all Meh. right. It's all right. It's all right, like, you know. Um, I, um, it has a twist, I guess. Like, and I can't really, I don't know. 
All right. Oh, all right. Check then. it out if you want. Okay. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, is there anything you would like to add before we uh, get out of here? Uh, you know, talk about movies. Um, <clears throat> you, you. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you know, you, you exposed me to a lot of new movies, but I have a huge collection of old movies. <clears throat> and I listened to a lot of movie podcasts, and, and the one I was listening to today was about Bad Boys. Do you remember Bad Boys from 1983? Yeah. I'm talking about the Sean Penn Bad Boys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I want to go back. The, not the one with the two no, black guys. Right, right. The, the Sean that Penn That was terrible. So to say Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. But we knew who, who I know, missed. but I, I, I felt I felt. They're not Mexican. You weren't wrong. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they were they were talking about. It. I'm like, man, I haven't seen that in a long time. I want to go back and revisit that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I wouldn't say this, but but I was thinking of how Randall from Clerks Two. Oh no! Might say the two. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna bring that. We're gonna bring that back. I'm bringing it back. Oh my God! Back. Oh, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. So, but, so uh, yeah, Sean so Penn, a, yeah, Sean Penn. Yeah, it was a really good movie, and uh, yeah, these guys said it held up after you know after all these years, and I'm like, I need to go out and find that again and rewatch it because I saw that it was '83, so I would have been like 17 or so, right around that same age bracket that Sean Penn's character was, and I'm like, wow, is dude, it good? It's really good. Because I, you, when I heard Sean Penn was going to be in this movie, I'm thinking Spicoli, right? It's not Spicoli, dude. It's a really good dramatic, uh, you know, um, presentation by Sean Penn. And but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and check that out and let you know what I thought. The, uh, an old Sean Penn movie, I would recommend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I put this on my list to rewatch at close range. I have it. It's fantastic with Mary Stewart Masterson and the yes. song by Madonna. And my man. Christopher Walken was his father. Oh, what a terrible dad. Oh, my God. I mean, like, wow. Just like... The late... Uh, oh, oh, not Michael Penn. Um, what was his other brother's name? Michael Penn's a musician. Chris. Chris Penn. Christopher Penn. Was also in the movie as his brother. Oh, his brother played his brother. Yeah, it was a stretch. Is that but... the, was that the big guy? The heavyset guy? Yeah. And he was in... Um... Tommy. You know what happens... When a wolf goes outside the pack. He was in um, uh, the one where they all shoot each other in a circle. Oh, uh, um, the guy cuts Reservoir. the guy, guys get the gear, cuts the guy's ear off. Reservoir uh, dogs. Reservoir dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah, yeah. That ending is crazy. That They're is all screaming crazy. and yelling. <laughs> they just all shoot each other. I'm like, now that's the problem, dude. We need directors like that. Mm-hmm. With some imagination, like exactly. do some fun shit. Like I mean, like that, like that movie tickled the shit out of me. Not like, enough people know that movie because sometimes when I'm at work and I'm a cook, and uh, um, stuck in the middle with you comes on, I'll pick up my knife and start dancing around with it. <laughs> Nobody gets it. Maybe if I cut off somebody's ear, they'll they'll get <laughs> it. Then. But anyway. Here's what you should do. Yes. You should get some kind of dummy. No, no. And set it up in the middle of the kitchen, like yeah. get there before anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like when you're bo- when when people are rolling in and want to be sitting there, like you motherfucker, you know what kill I mean? You, kill you, kill <laughs> you. I bet y'all get some respect now. <laughs> I have to get in there with a, with oh the you with camera and watch just film people's reactions. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh, man. Okay, guys. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Um, we are going to... We're we're talking before the podcast. I think we're going to... Maybe we'll do it next week. We want to play the top 10 songs of the week that mm-hmm. are out now. Right. And then, play, and then go to a corresponding week Yeah. from, I don't know, the 80s, 70s or 80s or something like that. And... Um, let you see how things maybe have have changed, changed a little bit. I don't maybe have changed. I might exactly the same. Know, we'll see. You never know. We're, kick, we're kicking around. I think that might be a fun podcast. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. My name is Lou Lombardi. Go to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus for all your Ludini needs, and we'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya.